Hello everyone, and welcome to another Horror of Review. Well, I'd shown you the pictures earlier on the week, I managed to pick up a few random uh, DVDs and Blu-rays, so here's me going through them. Um, I had actually put off watching this one because I'd heard um, about what happened to Wee Doggy, and I'm like, nah, I don't want to watch that. So, I think enough time's passed, I'm like, okay, let's do this. Um, got the two, uh, one and two, so I'll do the second one uh tomorrow or start of the week something anyway but um yeah this was written by wes craven wasn't directed by him for some reason um this is right slap bang in the middle of the sort of torture porn area and you see a lot of in it however it's it's more survival horror than anything else you know uh, a bit like deliverance except it's in the middle of the desert and it's pure horror rather than you know suggested um the original i didn't <laughs> i'd forgotten this was a remake um the original was banned and wes craven actually directed the original it was banned he had he had like two or three goals to try and get it released and i don't think this one was too far behind it um it's also got a very because of the setting and location it's a very sort of texas chainsaw massacre you know, you've got the body horror, you've got a bit of torture porn in there, you've got survival, a uh, bit of a mixed bag. Um, not a bad story, actually, to be honest. It's basic, stays to the, you know, stays to the point. Doesn't try to overcomplicate things. It's, uh, it's a popcorn flick at the end of the day, and it's designed to make you go, ugh, you know, that's, that's the whole point of it. So to start off, we've got the family, um, strange family dynamic going on here we've got a family traveling and they've got the pickup truck and a caravan behind it and they're going from cleveland to san diego so they're like i don't know where cleveland is Where's Cle uh, it's a far it's a big distance anyway um you've basically got the entire family you've got the mother the father um there are three kids one who's old enough and married so you've got her and her husband and their young baby they've also got two two dogs and a couple of lovebirds in the back in the cage uh all in this little uh, uh you know the american trailers that the elongated caravan things um strange setup because uh who's the husband i'll not lie i i don't know half of these characters names there's like a whole ton of characters and stuff and uh it's not bobby uh it's a dog anyway it doesn't matter the husband will just go with that he's complaining because why didn't the fly it's the <clears throat> bob and ethel's um silver wedding anniversary so strange bloke i know how we'll celebrate we'll go traveling like with a baby and animals and kids along the desert really uncomfortably for absolutely no reason whatsoever <laughs> And I can't remember why they're going to San Diego. They just said they're going there, but they don't say why. Um, it's part of their holiday, I suppose. Bit of a weird setup, but obviously we've got to put them in the we've got to put them in the car. We've got to get them stranded. So the plot needs it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um. Yeah. So we we'll start off, and of course the the petrol station, the meet the load, the. The lone petrol station in the middle of nowhere. Now, what we've had before is a wee bit of a premise 
the the guy who runs the place is screaming out into the you know going around with a shotgun and screaming out not doing it anymore i'm quit i might and um he turns back and they've sneaked and left the bag of stuff and when he opens it up it's all jewelry and electronics and uh the see inside one of them uh burger wrapper things you know it he opens it up and there's a severed ear with a load of earrings so we could tell that these people are getting you know killed and robbed and that's he's facilitating that we don't see the bad guys yet you know uh that's obviously the reveal but yeah um starts off that so we've already got the setup that he's gonna he's instrumental in leading people astray and bad things happen to them and go disappear there's a wee bit too much show and tell in this you know we'll get it but he has the newspaper clipping you know the generic um trope it's not a horror trope i absolutely hate is the newspaper clippings everywhere so instantly you're looking suspicious you know he's got them you know nuclear test site i'm gonna see that bit of thing at the start you know during the, the intro credits so the whole thing is it's, a, it's been a nuclear testing site which the american government denies but they did it um one of those type of movies and uh so he's done that and then people missing so straight away you're told the whole story and that uh we'd already kind of figured it out with the the opening scene so we didn't need the newspaper clippings as well it's just a wee bit too much it's it's kind of disrespectful to the audience um it's like user dum dum so i'm going to paint a picture for you because you just can't figure out things um i don't like that <laughs> you know what i mean it's just it's a wee bit too much a wee bit too much on the knuckle it's like leave a bit of the okay what the hell happened here you could figure it out you know when you see the mannequins and stuff you know when you see the town itself you can figure out what's happened you don't need it spelt out and it's not the first time like we see these newspaper articles a couple of times during it and it's just like why um but there you go so we've got uh family rolls up and of course uh yeah, Bob, the guy's doing the, mur, 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 you know, really hating people do that, honking the horn, you know, before even knocking the door. Like, Come on, man, where are you? And all that. The, um, these are the most stereotypical characters you're going to meet, by the way. Like, straight out of the mold. <laughs> and that uh, weird accent they do. Uh, the inbred one, it's... But anyway, um, yeah, he's honking, so the petrol station guy shuffles on out, uh, deals with him. One of the dogs, I mean, he goes around to the back of the trailer, and the two dogs, like, you know, if one of them gets out, um, they're called Beauty and Beast, because, yeah, it's kind of a foreshadowing, because there's like, you know, every time they open the door, the dog is out, and nobody twigs on to look. Um, Yeah, but the dog, uh, Beauty, goes into the house, you know, it's all amped up. Um, it's strange because why the dog goes into the petrol station, the bit where he's living, and it's barking out the window, and uh, what's-her-face, the, the oldest daughter, 
falls down again and sees all that stuff and like not suspicious but the dog straight goes into the place to bark out the window instead of actually investigating especially when there's a bit of meat there you know in terms of the ear it would have been you know i don't know the dog no fine right even they've got the scent or something they'll they'll go for it just to even to worry it and investigate it doesn't do any of that um yeah it's all the setup it was a bit of a pointless scene because at the end of the day she goes in she sees it all but she doesn't tell her father or anybody and it kind of just goes along so there's too much of that you know that's that's my complaint about this maybe there's too much that show and tell stuff and there's no need for it it's like let the you know we've already got the setup let them be innocent bystanders if that makes sense and then this is where she goes in sees the stuff springs the dog back out he gives him that weird look and then that's when he decides he's going to send them to the hell people and that's where he said well it's not on the map but if you go left blah, 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 i'll cut you off four or five hours yada 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 so the setup's there um there's some good effect good practical effects and it's good visuals um one in particular is they set off then and this is what gets me because she doesn't tell anybody puts the dog back in the, the caravan thing and she doesn't go up because obviously the father like, come on let's go you know it's too generic too stereotypical and too much of a setup so it's like they have a if it dialed that back a bit, this would be a really gripping thriller of a movie. I would have a bit of gravitas, but because they're painting these, you know, they're using the slasher formula. Where to me, this movie has the potential to be a bit more than just a slasher, you know. But because of the way they painted out the characters, you're like, yeah, okay, right, they're going to get chopped up the bits. So be it. Because uh, that's, you know. If you don't think that's going to happen in this type of movie, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, the, the drive along and the good, uh, don't know how they did it, but they're the same, they're driving along the road and they're just be lizard sort of going. And next thing you know, the stinger, you know, uh, you know, the other thing, police car, the caltrops stingers, you know, throw them across the pit. This has been buried in, it's been activated so the spikes go up, the thing gets impaled. Um, that was really clever for a subtle special effect and the use of camera um i think that was the best scene out of this uh i don't think it hurt me lizard but you know just using the special effects in that way was really clever because it's manages to show with a bit of you know a bit of shock and gore what's about to happen so of course the drive tires pop lose control um there's a weird thing going on um and of course they bring dummy angastani politics into this because one's one and the others are the other and that sort of stuff and it's like even then can you just fucking leave it alone honestly geez, does your stupid politics have to be in every movie just can you not just shut up about it honestly it's boring these are flipping doesn't stop we have enough problems over here listening to our politics like american stuff because that's like uh wrestling you know it's just dumbed down version of politics but to bring that in of course blah 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 because they're setting out the characters you know but there's this weird thing that the wife has to be in the back seat of the car with the baby and the two boys are in the caravan 
and he doesn't like it when his husband's kissing his wife. He's got a weird fucking like almost like a jealousy, isn't that's my woman sort of thing. Um, they kind of play that about, and you're like, really? What what the hell's going on here? And he's even saying to his wife, "No, why are we doing this?" And like, like sir, silver wedding anniversary. This is what he wants to do, and you're like, who in the right mind does this? It's I can understand going on a bit of a road trip, but not in the arsehole middle of nowhere. It doesn't make sense, and especially in the setup they have, it's like that's not comfortable. Like, ugh. I don't know, Americans man, never understand them. The dead eye, they're a strange beastie. <laughs> but uh yeah, tires pop, of course. Uh straight in the rock, car gets smashed up, and then they're like, well, what do we do? What do we do? And start uh sort of trying to get themselves set up. Um the next daughter, the younger one's a bit annoying. Uh she just brought but they start making the best of their situation. They start busy setting out that basically have to stay here for a minute. But they try and find a way to get repairs. So it's just because see Bob's name here. Bob and another bloke. Oh, Doug, right? Bob and Doug go both ends of the road. So Doug's the husband of the the other daughter. Um, he decides to follow the the road to where it goes. And Bob decides to go back to the petrol station to figure things out or try and get a truck or something, you know. Um, fair enough, they do that. It's funny that they're both like they're in the middle of the desert and they don't think they have a backpack with water. Or, and even uh, the Doug characters, like, uh, what do you mean have to wear a hat? It's like, what are you doing out in the middle of nowhere and not being prepared? Like, that is utter stupidity. Especially if you're going on a long car journey and that, you know that, like, if I was going from for anything more than outside the city limits, if I knew I was traveling somewhere, I'd have stuff in the boot and everything, you know, just even a car. But if you're actually planning, like, long trip, you you got to be prepared for punctures and accidents and stuff, you know, you're going to get separated from the car. Um just don't get the whole oh i'm just gonna walk up here in my shirt you know out in the middle of the freaking desert and they're, they're already complaining about uh the air condition not working properly that was a whole thing so they know it's uncomfortable and hot um maybe that's why i didn't have the baby in the back because the air condition wasn't working but we got that sorted out but it's like if you you know it's that uncomfortable and you freaking load up with water and all sorts and then there's a the whole thing about guns bro like why well, you know like guns i don't like guns uh, make you feel in the week has like make you feel powerful and just this dialogue was cringe and once again it's just americans they're they're bringing their issues into movies so <sighs> whatever um things got kind of take you out of it because i don't know if it's deliberately set so you're on sympathetic towards the characters, and you know I've talked about this a lot. That's a, it's a feeling in horror that, for some reason, think if it's going to be slasher, gory, then you're not allowed. You're meant to not like the characters. I think they've got that fear of if you get invested in the character and then something bad happens to them, you're going to be that upset and traumatized. Um, 
that it's going to, you know, affect your life. I, I don't get that attitude. Especially if, you're, you know, this is a horror movie. You know what you're going to watch. The minute somebody says it's a horror movie, you know uh, what line is taken. You have a good idea. Um, so this whole thing, that you have to make a character unlikable and unrelatable so that you don't mind when things happen to them is ridiculous. They even did it with the dogs, to be honest, because they had the dogs barking. They weren't showing them as loved pets, if that makes sense, until the thing happened. So you're like, what the hell? You know, it's just this whole fear. But the gravitas is when, if you want to have impact, then you got to have characters. And that's that you have to have relatable characters. This two-dimensional, you know, little pop-up target that falls down till we get to the end. You're like, um, guess who? To find out uh, who's going to live and survive the end of the movie. You know, it's it's cheap. It's What's the point of putting all the effort into special effects, locations, if you're not going to do the simple thing of have, have decent characters that get you invested in them and then you get more of an impact for less money, if that makes sense, just with a bit of characterization. But that's just my thing. Um, you probably notice I don't watch too many of these type of movies. I enjoy them, you know, I don't mind their popcorn flick at the end of the day. But just a few tweakings can make them so much more. And I think that's why I kind of get disappointed, especially the generic ones, you know, generic cinema release ones. It's like, okay, um, you know exactly what you're going to get. You know an entire committee has got involved in making these movies and watered it down. But, um, yeah, this is all going on. And then, of course, they're all sitting outside. Middle daughter's being a brat again. Um, uh, sticks her feet up on the table and they're having food. And it's like, what the hell is wrong with you, you creature? I know the mother tells her off for it, but it's like, why would you even... Why do you even think that? You know, she's gotten about sunbathing and stuff, and then the big dirty pair of cabs up in the thing when there's food about to, and you're like, what the? Uh. Uh, but then, of course, she goes, opens the door, and Beauty gets out, and that's the whole thing. Like I said, I'd read this before when this movie came out, and even the original one, I'm like, nah, nah, don't want to do that. And sure enough, dog runs off, you hear that, you know. That makes me want to wipe out entire villages of people. <laughs> Just the, the sound. It's funny. Um, I can hear a baby crying, be like, nah, whatever. Yeah. I hear an animal in distress. Oh, God. I'm like, who's doing that, you bastards? <laughs> uh, I suppose he's their own, but it's like, um, that's the worst sound ever is a doggy album. Um, Just hate it. But sure enough, Beauty gets taken care of. They're, they're hunting, but it's. It's once again, it's this whole thing. Are these a hunter-gatherer tribe? Are they serious? So that, you know what I mean? This is where, for the sake of causing shock, they leave logic behind. Because the dog is just left out. It's got it. So it's like the, they've killed the dog. They've got it. They've eat it. But they've only done parts of it where, if you know any hunter-gatherer tribe, if this is what they're supposed to have evolved into. Every part, if you hunt an animal, every part gets used. And if you're in a place, especially like in the middle of a desert, where you know food, for example, scarce, and if that's the extremes you're going to, 
then everything, you know, that thing gets disappeared and every bit of it, you know, the guts get rendered down. That's um, things like Black Poonel get made. Um, yes, pelts, you name it. Um, so there's a viciousness, you know, there's a glee in what they're doing. So it's not like out of necessity. They're doing it because they enjoy it. And that's where you can't have any sympathy for the tr- the the hell people you know you see this and you understand that they're just doing it for banging this weird uh the wee guy the youngest boy runs about and he discovers beauty and then he freaks out and trips and then we meet this wee girl he's one of them and the other one's laughing eating the leg you know and it's just that whole thing of all right you're meant to feel sympathy for her but no one else it's not been done out of necessity um God, there was a dumb movie. What was it called? Um, Big Dumb and Momo was in it. And it was along a similar vein. Um, it wasn't Bad Taste. Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Um, where they'd done the similar thing with people, but there was more of an organized tribe. And it, it wasn't just bits left all over the place. Everything was utilized and actually... Cut off the whole thing was to cut off a girl's leg and they, they were roasting it and stuff. And but she was kept alive because obviously we're going to finish her off. Um, but everything was organized, it was uh kept cleaning and stuff. That's you know, like a, an abattoir. This is not that, this is just pure sadism, you know, just gnarly people or take the joy, you know. Not even the joy of the hunt because even hunters have respect for their prey. If that makes sense, um, even in the wild um, creature, it's it's a lightning attack and it's you know over in like mere seconds. If that uh, goes on, I know it's because of the prey animals fighting back. Um, but nature in itself isn't that. So betraying it is just purely for shock value. My problem is because I'm you know seen hundreds of these movies uh the shock value doesn't work and i start picking apart so i think this was designed again for a normal audience it's not for the horror fan it's um it's actually quite insulting to the horror fan if i'm honest because the way they paint this out you don't get the gravitas you're just oh right slasher you know slasher flick mentality and i think that's one just falls victim of trying to just use all the current tropes of the day uh, and then we we'll go. It's on later on that night. We lad goes back. He's all traumatized, and nobody bats an eyelid that the fact that he's acting completely different from what he was. Everyone's like, mm, okay, like, and it doesn't matter because he could have warned him. We could have told him. They could have all been like waiting and not being a bit of difference. That would have been more frightening. If that makes sense, if it, even if they were prepared. Knowing something bad is out there, and then at night time when they come, they're still not prepared. You know what I mean? And that doesn't cost extra money. That just once again back to characterization. But there you go. They have the attack. Um, the young girl gets uh, assaulted. So this uh, one of the embreds comes in, sneaks in, and she goes to bed and uh, start fighting over and stuff. And then of course the birds get eaten. And this is what I'm talking about them. Like, they're just doing it. It's just done for shock. 
if they were really a hunter-gatherer tribe and these were seen as prey, they'd be gathered, you know, I mean, they'd be keeping the birds alive for later on, they'd be stockpiling, uh, but they don't, they're just like the flip of the assault her, um, and then the fight over, and then the I think the father one or something, the leader one, um, they see the baby, and then the the oldest sister comes in and he puts a gun to the baby's head so he can start having his way with her, and then the mother it just um it's a pretty pretty gnarly scene. And that's where it's like I said, it's shows that they're they don't have to live this way, but they choose to. And when you hear later on, it's everybody else's fault. Woe is me. That you know, typical uh, like serial killers always try to justify their actions. Um, you kind of get that later on with one of them who speaks. But these are like just pure animals is wrong. Using an animal uh, analogy is wrong because they're not. They're worse. They are doing it just because they like so in terror. That's how they get the rocks off. Um, and they like inflicting suffering. So they're not doing what they do necessity. It's, like I said, just pure evil. You know? uh, now, I don't know if that's intentional or if it's just done for shock because that's, that's the bit that's niggling at me with this movie. It's a case of have they just dumbed it down and went for like the shock sort of scenes in lieu of the narrative or is that the narrative that these are genuinely like twisted evil folks who will find out you know it stayed behind your nuclear test but they were told they were warned but they said not to they knew better sort of thing um and then they're blaming everybody else for their predicament and then lashing out i don't know it's it's a difficult one. Um, maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't think the movie's designed to be that thought provoking. If that makes sense, I think it's just meant to be. Whoa, here's some shocking stuff. Here's body parts. Here's people, you know, getting lured off the beaten path. Here's what could happen after a nuclear test. You know, that old. You know, I mean, that's a that, that's an old trope to be bringing out in the mid two thousands. To be honest, uh, that was a thing of the eighties, but. They, they've used it for this, maybe just to revisit it. Um, yeah, I didn't even talk about the opening scene with it. Yeah, it's seen the test and stuff, but you've seen people like, like carrying out readings off the area afterwards. Like, um, they're filled up, you know, they've got the hazmat suits on, respirators, and they're like capturing fish and just doing all you know to take back to the lab and stuff, and they all get taken out but the weird thing is that they never you know if something like that that was a government research why didn't they send back up were they just forgotten about and you see the the truck and all getting driven off but yeah that's that kind of goes um with Doug's character we'll go to him first because he reaches the end of the road and we find out it just goes in a big crater and in the crater are all abandoned cars and there's because you need a spelt out you so of course there's blood smears up the side of the car and stuff like really really insulting your intelligence and that's uh that's the thing that aggravates me about this like of course so they're showing that they're these are people and you've already seen it with uh the newspaper article so you know exactly what this is like 
if you had just left rusted cars and do you know what even if it had been parked up neatly in the crater showing that level of organization that'll be more frightening and then he's going and saying that there's recent you know that would have been the reveal that he's saying that they're they were occupied by families and there's modern equipment you know it's not like from 50 years ago this is all happening that would have made more sense and then maybe he he discovers it and he starts going back uh towards the caravan again where the, the family is then we skip to bob and it's night time at this point and he's back at the petrol station this would have been a good time to find the newspaper articles him going back and like he's searching through the house and he's realizing something's you know off that would have been a good time to find the newspaper articles because then we've seen the the abandoned cars this would have been time you know maybe had it been a folder not all over the wall like a up in egypt because you're just setting yourself up then um that would have worked then you didn't need the reveal but like i said the thing that's what he discovered anyway up against the walls but uh we'd already seen it and nothing happened so the the, the impact of that and finding out he's part of it because that would be the revelation before we see the petrol station guy that would have worked uh but because we've already had it spelled out for us we've lost the impact of that but he finds a petrol station guy and he's in the the dummy he's busy you know in the outside toilet about the uh sort himself he's drinking a bottle of whiskey and he's his shotgun and he's crying and grappling and all that kind of stuff then he blows his head off it's really cheesy looking to be honest because <laughs> it was weird because the shotgun like takes his whole head off and then the shotgun the same shotgun is used later on it doesn't do anywhere near the amount of damage you're like make your mind up <laughs> yeah and then obviously uh bob gets captured and then later saying which made no sense again because they haven't had the train that set fire to him and you're like why so these aren't strictly cannibals they're doing it because they get off on it if that makes sense they're not doing it because they need to and this is where the whole thing falls apart because you don't have the actual reason for them existing and if they're just hunting people they're just hunting people but it's yeah like I said, I think it's just done for shock. The more I think about it now, it's just, you know, this isn't a movie to think about. But that that's when the main sort of attack happens and they come in, the baby gets stolen. The, uh, like I said, we're cut back to that scene because it's happening all sort of at the same time. So it's like cut back to where Bob got them in the trailer. We've seen that um, the other guy's coming back, Doug's coming back. It all happens and then that's the big thing then obviously the mother gets killed the, the older daughter gets killed so that just leaves two younger ones um bob gets taken care of as well and like i said they do it just for you know badness and uh this all kind of happens after the first time i'm trying to think yeah and then the big thing is obviously the baby gets kidnapped and then that's what sets Doug off to try and rescue it. Um, 
yeah, and then it kind of drags out a wee bit. This is where the movie could have maybe <clears throat> sped it up a bit, but it, it looked like it was filler. So the, the did all the, the scenes and then they had all the shock. They kind of got a bit early in the movie. And then we've now got this build up towards the end. And that's a bit that drags out in this because he's, he's then going to try and find out and he finds it, the mining tunnels. He's seeing graves of previous residents. Then he goes into the town and then that's where you see the the houses set out with the dummies. Now I'm on the left of the 80s and seen this scene a hundred times. It's basically what they did was they used mannequins and they set them all out in these like mock villages. And then what they did was they tested uh, nuclear weapons to see what the effect was. Um, anyone, you know, this, these are pretty standard. So you see this video or the, this scene laid out with the fake village and all the mannequins. So that would be your clue. So you didn't need the newspaper article spelling out. And I don't think you needed that first scene because it didn't add anything. And plus, if there were government operatives, then... The army would have been out scarring the place and to be honest there's not really much they don't go too far from civilization so they would have been found even um 2006 drones weren't a thing but definitely uh aircraft you know um radar infrared was available you know stuff there's you can't hide like that the way these people are supposed to if there's a concerted effort, especially when they know if it's from the village that they cleared out and they didn't. The, I said, it's, I'm just thinking too much about it. This isn't um, this isn't meant for you to think that you're just meant to go, uh, right, oh. And this is another bit because he's going through, he's trying to find his baby and then we see, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, although that was done better, but you've seen body parts and they're hanging up and they're like looking fresh even though how many uh how long has this been going on in the summon a freezer which hasn't switched on is like none of this makes sense it's just done for shop because it'd be all rotten and falling apart especially in the heat and why are they need if they've got that stockpile then they wouldn't need to go out and hunt because if they were as clever because they're made out to be intelligent so if they're that intelligent they know Overhunting like uh, animal husbandry. So if they go and take too many people, then it's going to raise suspicion of this area. And, you know, just logic is out the window and it's all done just for chocolate. Then we meet the rest of the tribe, so to speak, that are dotted about and are, um, they're all done sort of like Resident Evil style, you know, with braces and stuff. And um, some speak, some don't. Got this guy who's mutated, just sits in a chair, and he he's a plot device. So the Jews did this to us, you know, blah blah blah. And you're like, why? But yeah, that kind of goes on. Um he rescues the baby, you know, the big bad fight scene carries on. As usual, the the leader mutant of them. He knocks him down about three times and doesn't finish him off. So he gets up about three times, you know, that slasher type stuff. And we'll get the final scene then where the wee girl lizard or something she's called, you know, saves the day by 
jumping into him and uh, she rescues the baby from him and then Doug becomes hero, you know, he finally gets a power, so to speak, you know, and uh, comes out of desperation because he's looking for his daughter. And then that's it. The, he comes back, him and uh, Beast, you know, him and the dog and the baby come back to the caravan. They've managed to fix it, which they couldn't have done before. So somehow they managed to get everything fixed. And then we finish off with another set of binoculars looking at them, and you're like, oh, here we go again. You know, um, this could have been brilliant. There was elements here to make it proper um, as is possible, but the problem is they went too much in the shock, the shock factor, and shock for shock's sake. Uh, like that's what uh, you know. That's what I don't like about torture porn stuff because it's just shock for shock's sake. So there's nothing really there. What really unsettles you is could this really happen? Now, if it's all like properly organized functioning tribe of people who are mutated, um, like I'm thinking the Angel Gang and uh, 2008 Judge Red, um, like the Angel Gang, they're that's what's the, the parallels I draw here with this lot. They're organized, they're criminals, but they also indulge in cannibalism, but they they're nomadic, so they move around and they keep their bases hidden and stuff, so they don't spell it all out. These this lot just spelled out. Um, I don't understand how they hadn't been caught. Basically, <laughs> like anyone with a bit of sense, mutation or not, but no things with official suits, uh, biohazard suits and stuff. There maybe leave them alone because <laughs> someone's coming after you, but apparently not in this. So yeah. Uh, the not using the logic the effects are good the practical effects some of it's stated a lot of it's quite good the use of um the location and stuff is quite good you know i mean visually it's a cool movie but that's it it's just a visual spectacular you know it's nothing actually of substance and i only needed a few tweaks and dialed back a bit in certain locations and it would have been brilliant but there you go there's that one. I will watch the second one, saying I've got the Blu-ray for it, so um, I do that tomorrow or Monday. But there you go. Um, let me know if you watch this. Let me know what you think. Uh, hope you enjoyed the review. Uh, I'll going to be on Dragonlance Saga's channel in a couple of hours. For we're nearly there with uh, when the Black Roses bloom. So uh, big cool adventure. So until next time, do the type of things. Keep up the channel. And keep it creepy, keep it horrific.